This Father's Day, the Home Depot has same-day delivery on the perfect gift to help dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad. He's groundskeeper of the yard, the perfecter of the patio, and the cleaner of the clippings. Let the Home Depot help power dad's doing with the convenience and gas-like power of Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. For everything dad is, find the perfect gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Order select and stock items by 4 p.m. subject to availability. Steve Letarts here. I'm mostly here. This is so exciting. That's an ad lib, people. That's right. I'm Rutledge. <laughs> Guys, I've missed you. I wanted to call it Wednesday, but it's not. It's Wednesday. In my it's heart. Motor mouth. It's, it's, it's all that combined. Right? I think, we should, I think we should call it Nate's Dale or something. We'll yeah, figure Nate's that Dale. out. Uh, let's get to the starting grid, you guys. Let's fire this show up. We've got a weekend of racing in Michigan. Does the race mean more to drivers or owners? Also, Ross Chastain is gambling on himself again. Why is his move from Xfinity to trucks such a big deal? And everyone's getting ready for summer. Which drivers do we think will make the biggest splash? Not like Steve Splash who made his 40th birthday, but here are some drivers that are on the playoff bubble. It's crazy to think Jimmy Johnson's on there. We know Ryan Newman's definitely not going to let any of those guys behind him around because he's... Really oh, I know that. that. I see what you mean. I see how you play that. I see how you play that. Right? Well, well played. He's gonna move on up though. But boy, let's let's talk about the playoff bubble. Are you guys surprised the way things are shaking out? Um, no, I don't think so. I'm I, I'm I'm more surprised at the other end. I'm more surprised at, at the Kevin Harvicks and and the guys who haven't won races. It, when we drop back here, I'm surprised at Kyle Larson's year. But I mean, we can talk that one to death. Um. But they're, they're, the bigger surprises for me are, you know, the other end of the spectrum. Sure. But I, I look at it and, and you think, yes, there's some big names there. Um, look, a ton. I got to get my stat paper. Get your shirt. I got to get, get, get my stat paper. I got to get my stat paper. Boyer, Suarez. There's a ton of big names down there. Yeah, but but when I when you look and you look at, look, Eric. I thought Eric was going to come out strong this year. Really, Eric Jones thought he was going to come out strong. Jimmy Johnson, Ryan Newman. You look at those. Those are guys that, and it's fascinating to me. I will say this, we spend so much time talking about these people, and then when they get in the chase, we never, or get in the playoffs, we never talk about them again. Yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean? But it is, it's a summer grind, man. Well, look, I'll be the first to tell you that I wish the playoffs were 12 teams, not 16. Yeah. Yes. I think it would be a more mm. fascinating conversation. I feel like it's a little bit like the NBA. Yeah. Everybody, you got five guys, then you're in the playoffs. Everybody's yeah. in the playoffs. What makes the regular season what sure. it is? But I look at this, and I want to know, how about Alex Bowman, Almirola, Suarez, Byron, four drivers that I perhaps didn't have in the playoffs or on the edge. Can they continue to perform and keep yeah. Kyle Larson Good and Jimmy point. Johnson on the edge? Because yeah. that's what I think, is Jimmy Johnson and Kyle Larson are having what are considered awful years by their resumes, and yet they're still right on the edge. These other guys are having yeah. great years, so can they continue – and can they keep it up? I don't know. Um, and, and you and I had a long conversation about the summer. The yeah. summer's tough. Summer's right? tough. It's tough to make a yeah. move. Why is the summer tough? Summer. Listen, it's tough because there's a variety of racetracks. 
so you don't ever get a, a rhythm. Like it's not you go mile and a half, mile and a half, mile and a half. Sure. You go back and forth to Sonoma. That exhausts you. It's a road course. Yeah. Uh, you have a bunch of oddball tracks. You go to Pocono, I think, seven times in the summer. It's only twice, but it feels like seven times <laughs> yes. if you're not good there. <laughs> right. And many guys aren't. Um, it's the most complicated <laughs> triangle everywhere. Yeah. Because, you you know, three corners should be simpler than four. Yeah, yeah that's, that's right. That's um, right. It's so hard to make moves, and I think because the pressure gets real. Yeah. Like when you get to race 13, 14, 15, the reason we're talking about the playoffs is because the competitive Competitors are starting to think playoffs. But, but that's it. The pressure gets real. And just go back to what you said in the beginning. You can't get into a rhythm. And the pressure's real. So it's that combination of just being off balance. It's that combination of being 12, 14, 15 races into the season trying to make something happen. And, and we used to have this stupid saying, you can either race or you can get raced, which means you're just barely showing up and, and they're having a race. And at this point in time in the season, a lot of these guys that need to be gaining are just getting raced. I mean, they're not they're not prepared when they get there. They're just unloading a car and going. Can we put that on a T-shirt? Yes, we can. I don't yes, know if can. it'll I've sell. got it on my underwear, but we can put it on a T-shirt. I think that's like. a great idea. Guys, the whole idea of this show is for you all to call in. The number two call in is 844-NASCAR-NBC. <laughs> I've missed saying this. I'm so happy to be back. Let's go to the phones. Oh, let's go I'm to the I'm just going to pick randomly Nate Ryan. Why don't we pick Nate said we should pick number one, line one. That is, is that NASCAR? It's NASCAR, baby. There he is. NASCAR, yes. what's up, buddy? Hey, how about if I told you, am I the first caller? I'm about half hour away from Michigan International Speedway, boys. I'm headed to the track. There we go. There we go. Carl. Where are you calling from? A phone booth? I'm Somewhere on 50. Cell phone. We're getting gas right now, buddy. But with that being said, to make it quick, what kind of racing and who do you got at MIS this week, fellas? Oh, so kind of racing. I think it's going to look like Kansas and Charlotte. I think so. Listen, Pocono, throw it out. You have to get out of the gas. Yeah. In turns one and in turns three. Yeah. Michigan, I think, is the track that this rules package was designed for. Yes. Yeah. It's going to be I agree. wide open. I think easy wide open by yourself. I yeah. say easy. You could do it. Yeah. Rutledge, Rutledge and I couldn't, <laughs> yeah. but you could do it. No, I'm not um, sure, man. I know you won but a couple races, but let's let's be clear. The boy, that wide angle really missed my, <laughs> my glance there. I just, <laughs> so, uh, so so I, what I'm saying is easy wide open by yourself. I think relatively easy wide open on restarts, which yeah. is going to make for craziness. Yes. And I think we're going to have a pack. I yeah. think the leaders might drive off the front of the pack. I think the back half might fall off the back. Yeah. But 5th through 15th is going to be a bar fight. Yeah, and and look, 5th through 15th is going to look like Talladega and Daytona. Mm-hmm. Uh, for, for me, I mean, in my mind, that's I, I agree. I think this package where you can go there and you can run wide open. And and I, I think a lot of us, we, we made it, we really thought Pocono, the restarts were going to be crazy. I think we all forgot you got to get off the gas and get back on the gas when you get there, which... You, right. you didn't have anything for them when you got there. So it yep. wasn't that crazy. But I do believe the width of this track, the way it is, we've seen them run below the line, uh, up next to the wall. You've seen them everywhere. I, I don't know what to expect when they drop the green flag, especially on the restarts. The, fr- the right. start of the race is, yeah, is, yeah, is yeah. what it is. You know what I mean? But on those restarts, man, it, it's going to get crazy. I'm, I'm picking Eric Jones, the Michigan boy. That Michigan mm. boy, that Jones boy. Okay, Michigan so I'm going, I'm going first-time winner. Uh, I think the stranglehold gets broken between Penske and Gibbs, and I'm going for William Byron. Ooh. Back-to-back polls, Ooh. I think he finally goes to victory lane. Okay, wow, that's good because I'm going to go, and, and I was going new winner too, uh, Daniel Suarez. Yeah, uh, Because Ooh. I think it, it's, it's time for him. I think he stepped up on different occasions this year and shown that he could do stuff. And I think if we go back to the all-star race and back to a place where you're gonna run wide open, 
Um, Daniel Suarez is, is my guy right now. See, Yeah. Yo, oh. yo, Tom BM. That means me as well. Uh, we're going to go to our next call. Nas Carl, thanks for calling, buddy. Uh, we're going to Ron from Minnesota. Ron, what's on your mind, pal? Well, I'm thinking Paul Menard can make the playoffs. The reason why, he's got a, you know, his dad's got all the pockets, and he's won Indy before, so I think he can make it. I yeah, think- this is Michigan. This is not Indy, and it doesn't make any difference how much money you bring. You still got a race. Uh, and I agree. I, I agree that Paul's a good enough driver that he can. I, Don't get me wrong. I'm going one further. This is why Kyle and I can't be on the show. <laughs> right? He's still left in the schedule, and Paul still won't make the playoffs. Because <laughs> so listen, I, I like Paul. He's a nice guy, and yes, his dad does own Menards. But let's be clear, Ryan Blaney. Kind of put the 21 back yeah. on the map, took yep. the organization, and nothing else has changed. They still have a technical agreement with Penske. Penske stuff is pretty fast. I think whatever the reason, and I'm not blaming Paul, yeah. but with Paul sitting in that seat, whether the communication, whatever it is, yeah. it is not running to the level in which Ryan Blaney ran, and I think that's what we're going to have to see out of the 21. So I'm pretty confident to just strike strike right through him in the playoff standing. I just wanna, this, is, this is Paul Menard disagreeing. I just want to <laughs> point out um, – Paul Menard and Kevin right here, Harvick right have here. won the same number of races this year. Oh! So, I just, wanna, just for oh. perspective, and to that guy's point, the one thing that... Can I tell you the big difference? Next caller, please. Can no, I tell you the no, big difference? The it's one, about 190 points. Next, next caller, please. A little please. bit. But, <laughs> but let's not... I don't want to discount that guy. I mentioned a lot of things, but he didn't point out that Paul Menard is a fantastic race car driver with a ton of skill. But we are seeing a huge amount of drivers have difficulty... This year with this package, so I well, well, no, I get let's your be clear. Let's be clear. Hilarious. Who who is? I mean, yeah. The, listen, the top. Here's the struggle I have with that statement. Right? They're all really good. Right. Like it's not intramurals. Yeah. Like yeah. Paul Menard is a way better race car driver than I could ever dream of being. Right. But I'm not a Cup race car driver. Like like yeah. that's my struggle no. with some. Hey, what's wrong with so and so? What's wrong with so and so? No, it's tough. And, and if you if you do if you do just use the the analogy that you used where we had Ryan in. Now Paul in, and you look at the placement and how close the 21 was to the Penske organization, sure. to the the top two cars, the 22 and the two, Brad and, and, and Joey. When you look at how close he was, he seems to they they seem to have taken it's a step back. Hard job to analyze the performance. Yeah, yeah. I, I know that hurts so people's feelings, but yeah. Well, let's analyze this next call, shall we? <laughs> let's go to Eli. Eli, how are you? Hey, I'm good, guys. How are you? We're good. Doing great. Thanks for calling. What you got? All right, so I found Ricky Stenhouse Jr. is growing on me a lot and because uh, he drives hard. He may not always drive smart, but he definitely drives hard. You can't deny that. Uh, I'm wondering if you guys think he could possibly get a win sometime this year or at least make an appearance in the playoffs. Kyle, how about you? You know, I, look, I think the way he runs Daytona and Talladega, if the car is there, and it was interesting after talking to Ricky after the All-Star race, and he said, we were just way off. But I think we knew what was wrong. And they came back for the 600. And I thought they put in a solid oh, performance. Yeah. Not a winning performance, I don't believe. I don't believe they could have won the race, but it was a solid performance. But solid and winning, there's a big gap between solid and winning. And they've got to step up at some point in time and show me that those cars are capable of winning races. But you know what makes Stenhouse more dangerous is that he is not a few points out of the playoffs. Yeah. As that gap grows 20, 30 points, the reason is is I thought that was a great, uh, a great example of what Ricky Stenhouse Jr. Yeah. drives like. Aggressive yeah. all the time. He's upset people. Yep. Top five at Charlotte. When we talk about when neither of us listed him as a winner at Michigan— do I think he sits in the equipment that yeah. can win? No. Do I think a late restart, he might make yeah. some bonsai move that works? I do. And I think Daytona's still out there. 
So do I? Am I predicting he's going to win? <laughs> no, no, no. But if he won, would I sit here and be like, "Oh, no one in the world saw that coming"? Yeah. I mean, the guy can win. He's won a couple of yes. championships. Yeah. He's won at the cup level. I, I think the other. I think the other thing you, that makes him dangerous that he's that far out. That's what I the mean. The other thing that makes him dangerous, and, and I was going to add to that, the other thing that makes him dangerous is he doesn't care. He just wants to win a race. When you've got a guy who knows you're in that place, and all it's it's all about Ws. It's all about winning. It's not. He's not going to point his way. He's not saying I'm going to point my way into this right. thing. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to do this. He knows he's got to go win. That's dangerous. And I think that we saw his aggression at Daytona last year. Yeah. Right. It was over the top. I think he might have learned from that. But the other thing that's happened this year is I think having Ryan Newman in his team car has given him a little bit of confidence that it's not just him. Yeah. So here's a guy that wins a lot of races, and we kind of run alike. In the equipment. Right. I think that helps him in the meetings on Tuesday. Be like, so I've been telling Ryan, you tell him. Ryan, you, you tell yeah. him what I've yeah. been saying. You know, yeah. trying to improve it. Yeah. Well, let's not forget that one of the most famous race car drivers of all time wasn't the kindest person on the track at Daytona. Listen, so it's about taking. And, and, yep. and I will say, I'll go back to, we talk about Michigan, we talk about Charlotte, and we talk about the way they run his aggression. And I'm going to take, take, take. This package on a mile and a half racetrack, this package on a, on this two mile racetrack, is the Ricky Stenthouse package. You know what I mean? You got to get up in there. You got to gouge. You got to push. You got to get pushed. You got to expect that somebody's going to lean on you. That just seems to be it fits into his wheelhouse. He sold me. Stenthouse is in there, yeah. right? Done. Yeah. So, 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 so to, somebody else yeah. has to go out there. All right. Thanks for that call. Eli. He's <laughs> going to have to grow his hair out because coming up, we're going <laughs> to settle a debate that's raged for years, years. in the garage: stash, mullet, or pony. Plus, Austin oh. Dillon talks about a special tribute to veterans this weekend. And we want to hear from you. Call us, 844-NASCAR-NBC, or tweet us with the hashtag, let me say this. As a Detroit native, having a chance to represent automobile manufacturer that's from the United States and specifically from Detroit. It's truly a pleasure and honor. Representing uh, Ford on their home turf at Michigan is is special. Obviously, you know, with Jack Roush it being his backyard as well, we kind of got uh, double double home races for, for us over here at Roush Fenway Racing. When you go to Michigan, it's, uh, it's so important to try to win that race, not only for the, for the manufacturers, but for Roger Penske as well. It's his backyard too, and the trophy that they give to the manufacturers, that's something that they take a lot of pride in, believe me. They, they want that trophy in their building, uh, and it's so special to be able to deliver that for them. Oh, that jokey Logan, I tell you what, what a guy. Here are the latest odds for Sunday's race in Michigan. Kyle Busch, the favorite right now. BK, who's never won his home track, is listed at 8-1, to one, while Ricky Stenhouse Jr. is a big long shot at 200-1. to one. That seems like you two may have made those odds. That seems a little unfair. <laughs> I can assure you I didn't come up with 11-4. to four. Yeah. I know, that's, that's, that's like, true. I'm running 11 to it's Right? Yeah, that's it. Now, if you want... To talk to us here on Motor Mouse, we would love that. That's the whole idea. You just pick up the phone. You call us, 844-NASCAR-NBC. Uh, if you're in a phone oh, Let's booth, go to the phones. Dial a one before that. But right now, let's go to <laughs> the sure phones. Make sure you that change so you can put it in. We, that's right. Get a bunch of quarters. We're going to go talk to Sean first up. Sean, what's on your mind? It's coming on. Sean, how's it going? Hey, Sean, where are you at, man? Hello? Sean, Sean, turn your TV off. Turn it off, dude. Turn it off. 
I can you hear us? When will then? Can you hear us? Now? Sean. Yes, Susan. I can hear you. All right, big Hi, guy. Now, go, go, because you used up all your time messing with your own TV in your own house. So get, talk to us. Okay, I'm picking Chase Elliott this weekend. I uh, really do believe he can get the win. Um, he's finished second. I don't know how many times, but I think he can pull through this weekend. All right, Sean. I yeah, and I listen, think you're right. I, listen, they have run better. They, oh, they, yeah. they have they have they have stepped up. Of all the teams that I look at as we start the year, you know. They have made they have made gains, and it's tough to you know it's tough yeah. to make gains once they drop that flag in Daytona. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. I mean once the season's here, it is tough. But I look at Hendrick Motorsports, and I look at Chase. I look at William Byron. The last couple of weeks, you you saw the run uh, that Alex Bowman got on. They have made gains at Hendrick Motorsports, so it would not surprise me. And what do you think? There's something that they've kind of hit on, or what is it that's making them be able to do that when a lot of teams can't? Uh, well, so you ha- it's an organization that's used to winning. Um, so I think that that it's been a long time since they were dominant. They won a few races last yeah. year, but no, by no means were they a favorite. And I just think that when you look at the organization, there hasn't been a lot of change, right, as far as crew chiefs yeah. go. A lot of the same brain powers there. Uh, the, the people above the crew chief have been there for a long time. So I think they have a blueprint of development, design, and success. Yeah. And it just took them time to get that same pattern of de- development, de- design, and success to the new rules. Yeah. And, and I think it's totally new. And I think the owner hates losing. Yeah. And you know, that's not the type of owner you want to disappoint because yeah. he's a pretty quiet guy he until he's not. He knows. He knows. He, he, listen, he's the type of guy you just, <laughs> he you knows. just, just make, keep him happy. Happy yeah. guy. Just happy Rick's a yeah. better Rick. I, I love that. I love that. Yeah, I've happy owner, seen, happy life. I've only seen that's the it. happy side of him. I thought that was awesome. All right, and just in case you are watching and you're on the phones, uh, Kyle would love it if you would mute your phone. Just not, if not you your hear phone, us. Your TV. Mute, mute your TV or your... Either yeah. way, it'll be fun yeah. for us. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> next up, we're going to go to our buddy Marvin Blue. Marv, what's up, buddy? Hey, what's up, Rutledge? Hi, Steve, and happy birthday, Kyle Petty. Thank you very much. Hey, guys, I got a big question that's been burning my mind, and that is, will Clint Boyer repeat at the Irish Hills this Sunday? I just want to point out, if you mean will he finish the race and then fly home, the answer is yes. Come on. (laughs) Come on. That is ice cold, number one. Marvin Blue, you uh, are a fantastic guest, and we love yeah, having you Yeah, thank you, you man. Thank the, we thanks for the enthusiasm. that enthusiasm. Yes, I agree. I also would like to point out, because um, Cash's team won in their oh, league, yeah. I Congratulations. think he's going to be riding on a pretty serious yeah. emotional high. He's going to bring that heat into the race with him. Yeah. So I think There's nothing like bringing that T-ball momentum to yes, a cup race. you know it. Yeah. You know Woo! it. Little league stats <laughs> don't count once said by Kyle this, Petty. This, no, but I think, look, I, I, I picked Suarez. So the Don't Stuart Haas organization, I think I think they'll be pretty good up there. I, I do. I think they'll be good up there. Here's the struggle I have for Clint Boyer is that, you know, so if Stuart Haas racing is as good as we think they can be, can he consistently outrun Kevin Harvick? Can he go beat Kevin yeah. Harvick at Michigan? I don't know. Listen, can Clint win? Yes. Yeah. Would I be shocked if he won? No. Is he in the top seven of the people I would pick to win this race? No. No. He's just not there yet. So, so Marvin, listen. I hope he. I hope he wins because Clint Boyer wins. We all win. Yeah, amen. Because it makes for the yeah. Monday show to be the easiest show because you just go to Clint's post race <laughs> yeah, celebration, just hit play, sit back and watch it. Let's go to the Clint highlights. Boom. So, there we go. 
That's a great point. And uh, it is before an off weekend, so if you're ever going to win, that's the time. Let me give you a little hint, Rutledge. That's like a double win. And Jack Daniels just sent him a bottle. I saw that. I saw that, too. So, I mean, he's ready for the off weekend. We should look into that. We're going to take more of your calls throughout the show, but right now, we want to find an answer to a question we've been asking ourselves for years. In this installment of My Basement. Choose your own adventure here. Would you rather have Kyle Petty's ponytail, Eric Jones' mullet, or Jeff Gordon's mustache? Wow. Um, and know that whatever you choose, I'm going to have someone Photoshop it on you. Probably Gordon's mustache. It was a small mustache. Like, yeah. like anybody can grow it. I'm like a high school <laughs> yeah. mustache. Yeah. I'm going vintage stash. Really? Yeah. Those were the days, huh? Because really, he did Gargoyles kind of... and mustaches. I think I can pull the mustache off. I'm good with the mustache. Well, did you ever have a like, mullet? I, no, I just don't like long hair. Like, it's hot. Right. Growing up in Florida, like, that's a big commitment to have long hair. Probably go with the mullet. I, I had a hockey mullet for a long time. Did you? Yeah, I played hockey. I had, had to have a mullet, so I'd go with the mullet. I didn't know you played hockey. Didn't you, didn't you feel like you kind of had a mullet? I did. You know, I kind of let it go, and then... Then other people like rolled with it. I look back at old pictures and I always had long hair in the back. Yeah. You know, kind of styled up front. I got it from my dad. Did he have a mullet? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so it just ran in the family. I've seen you with the mullet. My first cup win, my first win at Daytona, my first super speedway win. Have you ever thought about a ponytail? Yeah, you know, I was, uh, so there's this, uh, there's this biker club by where I grew up. It's a little area where I like to go sometimes and get a cold beverage with some friends. And so we decided to go to the biker bar. And we walked in and there's all these old bikers in there, every one of them. Not a lot up top. Right. Big long ponytail. And I'm like, one day, that's gonna be me. I could pull off a ponytail. I thought you would look great with a ponytail. Yeah. I think you were required to move your head a lot. And then when I go to metal shows, I could just sit there and and just probably take off. Without a doubt, Kyle Petty's, you know, his hair has been out of control for years. How's my hair look? You look great, love the shades too. Now would you go- Ponytail? Like Kyle Petty, early 90s, kind of Yanni I style? I like it now, like bald with the ponytail. It's way better, it is it's my kind of guy. I'm going with Kyle Petty's ponytail, only because I've, I've, I know Kyle pretty well now, and I want to be Kyle Petty. Like, who does I've it? told him this. He goes to bars and sings with his guitar. Right. Do you no. want to play? No. Can you play guitar? No. Me I'm not Kyle Petty. I don't have the hair. Do you think if you had Kyle's ponytail, then suddenly you would have the power? It goes together. I think so too. Most good musicians have longer hair. Uh, that brings us to today's poll question. Who yes. wore it the best? Jeff Gordon and his stash, Eric Jones and his moulet, which is French. Or our special boy, yeah, Moulet. Okay. KP and his ponytail. Go to the NASCAR on NBC Twitter page right now. And vote, vote me. Vote me. Clearly. Yes. I'm after what we said. I'm scared to death of Paul Menard with a hockey mullet. <laughs> so I'm 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 considering changing some of my thoughts. Yes. You should. Yeah. Now that I know he played hockey, I'm scared to death. Period. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. Thanks, our editor. Those mustaches. Yes. Were thank you. Great. So check out that poll question coming up. We'll discuss. Ross Chastain's decision to compete for this year's Truck Series title. We'll be right back.
When you go to the racetrack, you're supposed to stay on the black stuff. Oh, yeah. Okay, no, wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait a minute. So if we're going to say turf is better, then I'm going to have to say no walls would be better too because oh, I wouldn't tear my absolutely. car up. I wouldn't tear my car up because I spun and got into the wall. The point is we should take, we should take sand traps away from golf. Okay, make the hole bigger. Let's make the. You know what I'm yeah. saying? It's a penalty. I understand that. It is a penalty. <laughs> Don't forget that after we're done here on NBCSN, head I'm over sorry. I'm sorry. to YouTube for NASCAR America debrief, where the conversation continues. Luckily, with Nate Ryan, and you can tell when just Kyle referenced Nate in there. It's not just me that he just hangs so, out so to drive. So Nate had a sport coat, two computers, and looked scared to death of whatever Kyle was going to say next. <laughs> that pretty much I can't sums wait. up their working relationship. Uh, it's going to be great. I'm scared to death what I'm going to say. Let's head back to the phones right now. Let's check in with Carlos. Carlos, how you doing? I'm doing fine. I'm just um, calling for two reasons. Number one, I believe Ross Chastain is making a phenomenal move with the, going with the 45 truck A. And B, I take Kyle Busch against the field in Michigan. I'm from wow. Las Vegas, and I'm Rowdy Nation all the way. Rowdy Nation there in the go. house, Carlos. Thanks, Rowdy pal. Nation. I would, Kyle you know, against the field. I would love to come up with a good smart-out answer on why he shouldn't do that. But I know. I know. I, it's a pretty safe bet. Yeah, pretty yeah, solid pretty, bet. Pretty so, good. Right, I'm going to let that one be. The Ross Chastain thing, pretty interesting, KP, though. So basically, Ross Chastain started the year, for the fans that don't understand the storyline, started the year saying, I'm an Xfinity guy. I'm taking Xfinity points. Yeah. Goes out. He wins a truck race, which would have qualified him for the playoffs. Yes. He wasn't a truck driver at that time. We all know the story. Like It's complicated. Yeah. Sponsor, for multiple reasons, sure. his year's kind of falling apart. Now he has a truck lot ride lined okay. up, and he says, you know what? I think I can get it done in just a few races and somehow make the playoffs. He's bet on himself before yeah. and went to victory lane. What do you think about Ross's move now? Man, he, he didn't give himself a window. He gave him a window pane. Yeah. He just gave one section. I mean, what? how many races do we have? Seven or eight races before yeah, the yeah. playoffs? Before, yeah. before we get to the playoffs. So he's got to make yeah. something happen. So this is... This is betting on your. It's, this is doubling down on yourself, just about. You know, what I mean, he's got to make something happen. I can. I appreciate the fact that he's stepping out and doing it. Um, but golly, man, I, well, I don't know. I, listen, no matter where where he was at in the Xfinity, he was that wasn't going to happen. In, in, well, that, so, that, so, that was going to be tough. So that listen, tough and I'm not going to claim that I'm a yeah, lawyer when it comes tough. to entry blanks and how this yeah. all works. But I believe with Texas and a few of the upcoming races, yeah. only truck eligible drivers could take part. Yeah. So, so it's that's not a just point. a gamble. A we all, yeah. It's a that's gamble, a and I want to sell it as a gamble, but it's a very strategic gamble. Yeah, that says, it is. You know what? It also gives me a few more shots. Yeah, so, right. yeah. so I think that's I a like good point. it. I like and I do, and if, you, if we're always talking about what it is that drives a person, if a championship and proving that to the world is important, then Ross is yeah. definitely putting himself in the best shot in this calendar year to make that happen. I do think that's cool. I think what Ross is saying is he wants to compete at a level in which he feels he can win. Win. That is right. Race car driver, I think he thinks he can win at all the levels, and that could perhaps be fair. But you have to be in winning equipment. Yeah, you have to be in, in, and, and listen, winning is a habit. Winning is a habit. Once you start winning and you understand winning, you just win. That's just the way it is. But once you start losing, and you get used to losing, that's a habit too. That's a habit too. Um, because you come up with a million reasons why this happened to you or whatever. So he needs to put himself in a position to be in a car that can see wins and that he can win in. Like DJ Khaled said, all I do is win, 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 no matter what. Let's go to Lonnie. Lonnie (laughs) is on the phone. There you have it. Lonnie, what's on your mind? Well, Chase Elliott is going to win this weekend. And the second thing is, is it possible 
something Kevin Harvick was doing last year with the penalties being so severe this year with disqualification that he may have been doing something or found something last year that he won't use this year. So essentially are the rules holding Kevin Harvick back? That's a, Lonnie, that's a so great here, question. So here's, here's the thing. Kevin Harvick, Rodney Childers had a very good handle on getting the most downforce out of that rules yeah. package, and I feel that showed on the racetrack with yeah. fast race cars. This year, they have more downforce than they need. They're yeah. actually trying to trim the cars out because they can easily yeah. run wide open. Uh, listen, I jokingly said this during break, but it's not half a joke. The only thing that seems to be holding Kevin Harvick back lately has been his own team and his pit crew and yeah. some mistakes. They've had winning performances. Um, I'm not going to blame one They've guy. They've had speed again. They've they had, had speed yeah. again. Yeah. So I think if they can shake that monkey and get to win and start that habit, they're going to continue yeah. to win. The Chase Elliott, listen, I like the conviction. I mean, yeah. it was... I mean, he wants to know what's wrong with Kevin Harvick. It must be Chase Elliott because he's the second caller that thinks Chase Elliott's going to win. I yes. love that. <laughs> yeah. Maybe a pattern like yeah. there. But, but you're, you're right. I, I think Kevin and those guys. Now, if we go back to the first five or six races, I'm not a big Kevin fan. Not there. You know I, mean? I don't, I don't think they're there. there. But all of a sudden, I think they're there. I think Kevin and them, they've put themselves in position, but they've taken themselves out of position. They have taken themselves out of position, right. not the other competitors. <laughs> right. So once they clean that up, um, but I, I, listen. Speculating on rules packages and all that stuff. That's an, I'm not speculating on that. You take the package you have, you maximize it. You can't go over that line. It's a different package than it was last year. They they're just finding and their way. We were robbed of a great finish in Pocono because when Ronnie Childers took two tires, oh, yeah. put them in front of Kyle Busch. I don't know what was going to happen, but it was getting ready to be a toe-to-toe heavyweight Something fight. Something was getting ready to happen. Penalty, broke a steering box, <laughs> wah, wah, wah. It was, was going to be yeah. exciting. Uh, we appreciate that call. Uh, next up is Sherry. Sherry, what's on your mind? Oh, how you guys doing today? We are Good. doing great. Hope you are too. Good. Happy birthday, Kyle. Thank you. Yes. My birthday is Friday, but happy, well, happy birthday, birthday to you. Boy. Happy birthday to you. <laughs> um, Kyle Larson has been progressing, but then mistakes happen. Do you think that he's going to make it in the playoffs, Mr. Petty? Listen, unless he cleans up, unless they clean up whatever's wrong um, with the mistakes, and we talk about mistakes, you know, he won two two legs or, or won yeah. two segments, yeah. and, and that's a huge step forward. That's a huge step forward. Um, so you have to say they're getting close, but they've got to clean up things like we're watching here on this screen. You, you've got to just give me another six inches before I clear. I don't need to force the issue. And I, I don't think, I think they need to take a breath, step back a little bit, and just take what the car gives you sometimes. You know what I mean? And just walk away from it and say, okay, I was sixth today. I can't take that sixth place car and force it into a second place finisher or a third place finisher or win. So uh, it's going to be tough. Uh, in the summer, in the middle, we talked about it earlier, different racetracks, different configurations. It's going to be tough. But two miles is his forte, a two-mile racetrack. So maybe we're going to Michigan, and then you're going to call in next week and say, you guys were idiots. He won at Michigan. You blew so I don't He's know. won there before. Anything's possible. If you're on the phone, stay with us because we are going to try to get to as many of you as we can. Coming up, we'll check out a very special paint scheme for the number three car and here from its driver, Austin Dillon, when we come back. You guys went to Daytona so many times. 
the flat tire going into turn three. Ernie Irvin, Dale Jarrett beating you guys at the end. Never happens. And pop that bubble, but then your grandson wins the Daytona 500. Hell of a job, buddy. Hell of a job. That's what I beat. You want it. You know, that it's one of the greatest moments in RCR's history for Richard Childress was uh, seeing Austin win that race. But going back to both of them, I didn't want to see them race, but that's what they wanted to yeah. do. You know, it's just like you. It was in your blood. You wanted yeah. to do it. And, uh, uh, but to win the Daytona 500 with your grandson and then come back and win it 20 years later with a kid that was standing yeah. on that trophy in Dale's winter circle, it's pretty special. It was for our whole family. That was Cabernet with Kyle. Is that, that was Cabernet with Kyle? You, Cabernet can, see, with Kyle. Cabernet with you Kyle. can see more Kyle's <laughs> chat with Richard Yes, Jones please. At the Motorsports on NBC YouTube channel. There are so many great ones. Yeah. Earlier today, RCR marked the 75th anniversary of D-Day by hosting a luncheon for military veterans. During the event, RCR unveiled this special paint scheme for Austin Dillon at Michigan. It carries the names of more than 1,400 veterans on the hood. Nate Ryan spoke with Austin about this special tribute. More than 800 veterans gathered here at Richard Childress Racing this morning to commemorate the 75th anniversary of D-Day. Also tied into that event is the unveiling of the number three Chevrolet that Austin Dillon will race at Michigan this weekend. Austin, tell us about all of that and also what it means to be a part of this event today. Well, it's pretty cool. I've got to speak in front of big crowds of people before, but never a room full of this many heroes. I mean, these are the people that have put America where it is today. I mean, it is so special to be in a group of people that have paid the ultimate sacrifice, our veterans. And I'm really proud to be partnered with Dow that lets us put on a paint scheme like this this weekend, representing the American flag and all the veterans out there that are on our car. This is one of our favorite paint schemes we do every year for the, for the Dow Chemical Company. You took a significant hit at Pocono in the points. You got taken out in that race. Uh, what's the approach, Austin, here for the second half of the regular season? Is it essentially must win from here on out for you guys? Well, you know, a win would help. It would change yeah. a lot of things. Um, we've seen Bowman make up a huge points difference, though, or those three second-place finishes he had in a row. Stuff like that, but obviously we want to go for a win. I think a win is what you need, and, and our ultimate goal is to win a championship one day, so you got to be able to win to do that. I feel like we got to get a win to get in right now, and that's what we're focused on is, is putting our cars where we need to be, be aggressive, and, and do what we can. You know, Points were, were a thing at one point, but now at this point, right. I think to put ourselves in a good position, we need to win. The, the performance has somewhat been there. It's been like a tale of two seasons for you. You have eight top ten starts, only two top ten finishes. So the speed has been there in qualifying. It's right. just as simple as transferring the results from qualifying to the race. It is. That's it. You know, We've had some cars that I've gone into the race with this year that I felt like some of the best race cars I've ever had. And things have just happened and not gone our way. And I've had years where we didn't have the speed and had finishes that we probably didn't deserve. So... <laughs> It's just part of racing. Um, this has not been a fun last two weeks, I can tell you that. But I tell you, today has made it a lot better, coming here and seeing these veterans' faces, seeing this car so looks so good. So I don't know if it builds momentum, but it looks good. So <laughs> hopefully this weekend at Michigan we can get back on track and have the run we need to, to put ourselves where we want to be. Well, you're taking it to a good track, Austin. Your outlook for Michigan, the last time NASCAR was there, last August you had a fantastic weekend at Michigan. You started and finished in the top five. So does that give you some confidence, especially as this summer stretch begins? Everybody talks about it is so grueling. Does it give you a little more confidence that maybe you can begin to make your move 
as things literally and figuratively begin to heat up in NASCAR. Yeah, it is. You know, the thing is when you don't have success, um, you go to work, and, and that's what I'm doing right now. I've been in the simulator all week just pushing our guys to keep bringing me race cars they've been bringing, and it's going to fall in place at some point. And, um, like you said, Michigan's been a great track for me. Last year we won the Xfinity race. It reminds me of the package that we're taking this weekend. Um, finished, we were going to finish second in the cup race and blew a left front. We kind of finished fourth, but we had a great day like you just talked about. So I'm excited to go there. It's not a, it's a best track we could take after two bad weeks to go in for me. I, I'm, I'm pumped about it. All right, Austin Dillon headed to the right place at Michigan to try to break this two-week slump this weekend. How about these jams, huh? <laughs> We know Nate Ryan loves music, and that certainly was some. Stay with us. We're getting back to your calls after this. IndyCars in the Motor City. And there goes the right front tire. Dixon is in the wall. You got it. Wins in Detroit. Hometown race. Uh, we're on a roll. I feel pumped for Team Penske today. We're adding 6,000 feet of elevation today. The renaissance for Ken Roxon continues. Oh! Can't gain ground. Oh! Mike Cooper is off the racetrack and down. Three starts. Three wins for Adam Seen to roll I want to kind of apologize for getting on the track in a weird spot. If they're going to let that slide, then there's really no rules on the table. The Moto City is ready to go racing again. How did Rossi avoid? Oh, oh no! And a massive rebound from yesterday. The checkered flag is there for Dixon in Detroit. I can't believe that we ended up here today, and it's fantastic. Fantastic. You can see Krista Parker and AJ tomorrow on the Motorsports Hour at 5 p.m. Eastern right here on NBCSN. Let's get back to the phones. We're going to first up Anthony, who wants to talk about the Biff. What's up, Anthony? Anthony. Yep, I'm here, ladies and gentlemen. How are you guys doing today? Good. We're great, pal. Thank you. What's on your mind? <laughs> Well, uh, I wanted to talk about Greg Biffle because I know it's been 927 days since he's been in a racing machine in NASCAR. Now, since he's coming back for a one-off race in the truck race with Kyle Busch Motorsports, what are your thoughts on Greg Biffle's return? Anthony, you like numbers. I can tell you like numbers. I mean, yes, you just do. you just went straight into how many days it has been. CPA, I think. Yeah, what, yeah. What do you, he what, likes, so what do you he think? He likes numbers so as much think? as you like slamming your hand on this desk. What do you think? Oh, I think Greg Biffle's <laughs> going to come back and run in the top three. I think oh. the bit's going to be fine. I don't know, 900, however many, 927. I wrote it down. Yeah. Oh, really? 927 yeah. days or not. Greg Biffle, uh, I think, has remarkable amount of talent. His exit from motorsports was a little odd. Yes. I, I yeah. think we... Yeah. I'm sure there's way more to the story than any yeah. of us know, but it yeah. seemed odd that he pulled out, um, decided not to drive anymore. And it's a little odd to me that he's jumping back in. I'm not really sure why that's happening either. Yeah. I think he's going to right back in the fold. I look at Ross Chastain, Greg Biffle, both upside the top three, top five. I think it takes him a third of the race to really get back to toe Biff. I think he wins. I'll yep. win. I, I think he's going to win. Yeah. Tejas. Listen, a third of the race, I don't think it takes him that long. I, 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 Four listen, laps. I think it takes practice. I think it takes practice. I think it takes the first practice session. Sure. And I think he falls it reads it the first lap and goes, oh, yeah. no, these are wide open. Yeah, and then he falls into what it is. That guy, yeah. man, he's, he's got tons of talent. I've seen what he can do tons. in a rental car, and uh, we certainly know what he yeah, can do on the track. Compare. They compare. A lot of people, cars. yeah, a lot of people write those up. I saw you eyeing that RAV4 rental. Yes, Next up, we're going to Alex, who wants to talk about a couple drivers. Alex, what you got? Yeah, thanks, Relish, for having me. Now, Kyle, you may be able to answer this pretty well because you had a famous father and you also had a son that raced. 
Chase Elliott and Haley Deegan both had famous fathers. Obviously, Chase's dad was Bill Elliott, who was one of the greatest race car drivers of all time. And Haley Deegan's dad was the great Brian Deegan, famous uh, off-road driver and uh, motocross racer. Do you guys think that there's added pressure when it comes to having a famous parent in any form of sports? Okay, this is what I, this is what I think, and and I, I think it's um, I never saw it as pressure. You know what I mean? I, I think it's the pressure you put on yourself to follow that, but it's not. You don't pay any attention. I, I mean, you, I, I don't think Junior did. Do you think Junior? I mean, I think there are moments. There's moments at two thirty in the morning where you think about it. And it's like, what the crap was I thinking? What what is this? I could have done yeah, anything. I could have been a baker. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know what. But but I, I think I think I, I think. Everybody, you put your own pressure on your, yourself. You don't, sure. you don't pay the, the external part. And we've heard Chase say it a million times. He's beating himself up. He doesn't care what the fans are. If the, right. He does care. Don't get me wrong. But he doesn't allow that to creep in. It's right. all about him and what goes on in that helmet. Well, I think that's fair because everyone that was listed, you included, kind of has their own path. Yeah. While, while, listen, we'd all be lying to say that your dad yeah. didn't help you get to your spot, yeah. Dale Jr.'s. <laughs> Uh, Chase Elliott's, I yeah. think they would all admit it that, you know, that that is what it is. You yeah. can't change that. But Chase is not Bill. He's no. his own man. Haley Deegan is not her father. That's right. And, and to go even farther, I think it's tougher for Chase because he's in the avenue in which Bill became oh, yeah. famous. Yeah. Haley Deegan's dad is is huge, right? Definitely famous, but not known as a stock car racer. So right, I think yeah. she's kind of branding herself a little differently. And I'm going to tell you, she is a blast. If you've never yeah. followed her on social media, we've been fortunate enough to have her here on the show a couple times. She is a, a great, great person, a bubble of energy, yeah. and a great little driver. So it's exciting to see how far she yeah. can go. And you know, you guys know from, from spending the time that we have with Dale Jr., Dale's a perfect example of that thing that you talk about with other people's perceptions. Dale didn't put that pressure no, on himself no, no. to be no. Dale Sr. He just wanted to race. Here's the problem. Here is the problem with being the, the, the son, daughter, or relation to someone who has achieved greatness is you become you become a screen you become a TV a movie screen where they project what they want you to be onto you yeah. you know I mean they project that they want Dell Jr to be Dell Senior they project they want me to be Richard Petty or or Lee Petty or and they it's their expectations not yours yeah and and not your dad's not your dad's and not your granddad's or not your 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 parents it's the fans expectations so you just become that that movie screen that they just project what they want. And if you don't meet that, then they think something's wrong with you. And it's not. It's not. It's just you are who you are. This guy wanted to be uh, kind of evil Knievel, right? Anything yes. on a dirt bike? You got that right. Uh, you started pushing a broom Love at 16. Love I mean, just great hated force sweeper. school. Yeah, I mean, you know. <laughs> Janitorial seemed better. I, yeah, thought I, could yeah. be, I thought I could be the bandit. And look how we turned out. Yes. You're all right. Uh, for those of you still on the phone, stay on the line because we're going to get to your calls in the NASCAR America debrief on YouTube at the top of the hour. Let me say this is Let next. me say this. Don't go anywhere. The NASCAR action continues on NBCSN. Coming up next, it's K&N Pro Series Racing from Memphis. That's followed by the NASCAR Modifieds. It's iconic. It's 7 p.m. Eastern right here on NBCSN. Seekonk, I said. I had an eye in there. Now it's time to check out our poll question. 
Jeff Gordon's stash, Eric Jones's mullet, Kyle's ponytail. Guys, this poll question is uh, it's going to be up through the whole after show, too. Wow. Jeff Gordon. Yeah, was it? Back. He should win because every 13-year-old voted for him, and that's the same 13-year-old. <laughs> that's a 13-year-old's mustache right there. That's okay. That's a really great remember point. When you, remember when you just turned 13, like 13, 14, and you're like getting a little hair on your lip? That's it right I there. was born with this beard. Right now, yes. it's time for... <laughs> I bet you were. Rudd, it's time for... Let me say this, people. Let me say this. Now I'm going to say this. Let me say this. Then I'm going to say this. Let me say this. And let me say this. Let me say this. Sorry, caller. I'm going to say this. No, let me say this. Hey, Kyle, let somebody else talk for once. But I'm telling you something. But I'm going to tell you. And listen. Man, you talk a lot. I will say it forever. I get paid by the word, so let me say this. They changed it up. They added Chris. I know they added. I like yeah. that, man. I That's like really, that. You like I it. Like Nate that. Ryan is here, everybody. Nate, what you got for us today, brother? Uh, hashtag Let Me Say This from Jen Saros. She loves Kyle Petty. She thinks it's awesome that she shares a birthday with Rutledge. She's also also from Kyle Larson's hometown. She wants to know: Will Kevin Harvick? See victory lane this season. Man, that's a long way to get to that question. Happy Earth Day, birthday. Happy Earth Day, Earth Day. Where do you live? I'll come by and throw McDonald's trash right. in your front yard right. on Earth Day. I know. I don't. Yes, he does. He will. Do that he will. All right. There's yeah. your answer, Jen. Mick eight, Lenny eight. Hashtag. Let me say this. You've been hired as a performance coach for Ryan Blaney's team. Top two things you would do to get them back on track. Ryan yeah. Me? Yes. Oh, well, let coach. me say this. Is that what I have to say? Yeah. Uh, let me say this. If I was in charge of Ryan Blaney's team, I think that that. They need to figure out which one of the two Penske drivers he's more comfortable to share with, and they need to get on board because there's something about that yeah. 12 that's missing out. And more than that, just too many simple mistakes. Grows you got to execute. Out. Good. Grows hair out. Good. Is that you think okay. it is? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. Uh, hashtag let me say this. At the NASCAR, Jeff wants to know, with Ross Chastain, Chastain committing to the Truck Series Championship, is he limited on Xfinity Cup Truck Series races he can run? No. He can run whatever. Yeah. He's we not know. limited going that way. He was yeah. only limited going down right. series. That, yes. Uh, our... A viewer from Italy, Stock Car Live ITA wants to know, did Todd Gordon call the right strategy at Pocono? He took two tires, two stops apart, as uh, opposed to his teammate taking four. Uh, well, it's easy on Monday. Yeah. Uh, I don't think he was wrong in the moment, but looking back, yes, I think four tires would have helped the 22. Okay. Uh, finally, Brandon Kesey says, Kyle Petty's ponytail is awesome. Hashtag, let me say yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Nate, you crushed it. Yeah, thank you. you <laughs> hey, great that. news. That was There's good. still that was time good. to vote. If you're on the phone, yeah. stay with us because we got our after show coming up on YouTube. That's going to do it for us here at Motormouth. Stay tuned for NASCAR Touring Series action here on NBCSN. Uh, shout out to Kentucky Speedway. You sold out your glamping in a day. Marcus, you're a genius. I can't wait to see you there. There's glamping in Kentucky? Kentucky? Yeah, <laughs> buddy. Buzz, I think the plane's leaving. My plane's leaving. I gotta go. This Father's Day, the Home Depot has same-day delivery on the perfect gift to help dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad. He's groundskeeper of the yard, the perfecter of the patio, and the cleaner of the clippings. Let the Home Depot help power dad's doing with the convenience and gas-like power of Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. For everything dad is, find the perfect gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Order select and stock items by 4 p.m. subject to availability.